get comfortable repurposing content because majority of your followers now haven't seen that content or they haven't seen it for two plus years, they forget. And a lot of people think once you post it once, it's like one and done. So I think a lot of people get burnt out trying to create content or do this because they think they can't do the same thing twice. So I would say step one is probably just go through everything you've already done and just start reposting it. Like don't reinvent the wheel. Hello, everyone. It's Jordan Boxer, your host of Leaders in Sport, a podcast brought to you by Designs for Sport, which is an industry-leading supplement company with all NSF for Sport supplements and education gear to help elevate the industry and support fit pros. Hello, everyone. It's Jordan Boxer here, your host for Leaders in Sport. And today we have a very special episode with uh, Victoria. I was going to call you Victoria Baker. Victoria Taylor. It's disrespectful. Um, so Victoria is a social media consultant. Um, you're sort of like a health advocate. Health advocate for sure. Yeah, you've been uh, surrounded um, around the strength training uh, natural health space for a few years now. Um, so yeah, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank we're back to back today. I know we're back to back. We have four. I just went from like helping produce to being on. Yeah. So um, Victoria owns her own, I guess you, was it like a social media consulting company? Consulting. Yeah. Consulting. Uh, and she actually helps us a lot with our DFS branding and our messaging and getting our message out there. So what got you into wanting to niche into this space? Because I know this seems to be a passion of yours is like strength training, dietitians, natural health, like toxin overload. Like what got you into really wanting to help out this field? I think I really got thrown into it. Okay. I was raised in Ottawa, but moved to Toronto to study interior design as undergrad. And shortly after I moved in with my boyfriend, Andrew, who's a personal trainer trained under Paul Aquin. So mm-hmm. He was really immersed in this whole world and connected me with all of you. And really, I was just like by osmosis, like surrounded with everyone. And I think I've kind of like it's a common theme in my life where I get thrown like five years of experience in like three months. Yeah. Like the lessons that I think should take quite a long time to learn. It's I'm getting thrown into it and it's being sped up for me. Yeah. So in that way, I'm grateful, but it's also, you know, information overload. Yeah. Cause you have sort of, I guess, through Andrew been exposed to like Preston Green, Ben Prentice, Dave Lawrence, like a lot yeah. of these sort of um, juggernauts in the space who are all on our board. Um, and you yourself, I think you started as a, you were a competitive gymnast when you were younger. Yeah. So, so fitness has always sort of been there. Yeah. So I grew up in gymnastics mm-hmm. and funny, Dave was just talking about this. Lebenowitz, he was just on before me. Like you kind of lose your identity when you lose your sport. And that definitely happened to me. It was like, well, now what? Um, I loved art in school and I loved sports and nothing else. There was no other reason to go to school. And I didn't even know post-secondary existed until like the 10th grade. Okay. Um, nobody in my family went to school. It was never a thing. I just thought, you know, you finish high school, you work or you do life. You know? okay, I yeah, didn't know yeah. there was anything after that. But they sit you down in like grade 10 and they say, okay, so you're going to pick your career. Do they, do they do the whole college or university path for you? Yeah, yeah. So, what do they tell you to do? So this is what they do. They sit you down. They say, so you're in grade 10, you're 15 years old or whatever. You are going to pick your career right now and then it's going to spit out to you the program you should take in school and then from there the courses you should now be taking in high school and i was like wait there's school after this you didn't watch any of these like university movies no i didn't i also like didn't watch like a lot of movies and tv growing up so that was like the first time i realized okay i I have to go to school you know i'm like raised in a small town so everyone's going to school everyone's applying to school 
Um, so my art teacher actually studied interior design. So she was like, hey, you know, you're good at this. You should do this. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Like I was really impressionable at that time. I was kind of just like, there's no other option. Yeah. Um, so the program that I studied was really competitive. So when I got in, I was like, okay, I guess I have to go. Um, but Andrew and I dating and my whole experience in Toronto, like learning a new city, I think was really meant to be. And while I was there, um, Andrew was working at a gym at the time where we really also got to know the trainers in this space. And I was actually working at an integrative health clinic just as a receptionist, but that was kind of my first step into this whole natural health world. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was dealing with some issues at the time that I didn't know were issues and having those practitioners around me and they were able to guide me and help me, you know, kind of just out of the kindness of wanting to help me was really the first intro that I had. And then, yeah, like it's in, oh, I'm just going to blow coffee. Coffee break. Mm -hmm. So it's funny. I remember that whole thing in grade 10. What <laughs> way do you think they told me to go? Knowing me a little bit. Well, they had, they made us do a quiz and it spat out a career. They for you. just had, they had Mr. I want to say it was Hud Smith was his name. is the guidance counselor. And they just told you. Yeah. And they like sort of lined everyone counselor. up. Counselor. No. Like they a, told me to like go into the trades. They're like, you should go into the trades. It's weird because you're short. I just have to do a Normally work. like big guys, they'd be like, you're big. You know, no, my contract. grandfather's like a master plumber. Um, no, but it, it was just like, wait a minute, what? They're like, yeah, yeah. I, I, we don't think you're really built for like, well, university. I just distinctly remember like three tiers. Number one, university. Number two, college. Number three, trades. Yeah. Like they made it so clear that like one is higher than the other. Which it really isn't because tradesmen like, are yeah. like, it's a very difficult job. Everyone that I went to school with that is now in trades is just caking. Yeah, and everyone really else well. is paying off 100K of student loans. Like I feel like we kind of got this wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I think, you know, the reason I really wanted to have you on is, um, you know, DFS is a relatively new brand. We've been around for three years, but you've been able to help us, um, you know, not with, we don't have any massive social media budget. We're not like sponsoring a bunch of posts and you'd be able to help us craft our message to speak to who we want to speak to. So if you look at our page, it's mostly strength coaches, trainers, dietitians, fitness professionals. Um, we have a good high engagement. People resonate with our message, but that was because you were able to help us get our message out there clearly. And what I really was hoping today is for you to almost like consult the people listening in a way on like, what can they do? Because it's no longer a time where, you know, as much as we, a lot of us want to avoid it, like mm -hmm. you're a strength coach, you're a trainer, you're a dietitian, you have to build your own brand. Like I look at Alan Bishop, he's done a great way of doing it as a big following. He's the head strength coach at University of Houston, but his brand has gotten launched with social media. So if you're a coach, part of a team, you might think of this and be like, well, do I really need it? Um, but you're sort of someone who's like, it doesn't matter what you're doing, like you need to get your message out there. Yeah. And I think to go back to, you know, by osmosis being around all of these coaches like Ben Prentice, David Lawrence, Preston Green, yeah. being able to spend time with them and really, you know, see and live the life that they were living, I think has given me that leg up. And that's how I'm able to convey our message. Because without that, like, you know, a lot of people can learn about social media nowadays and they can consult on it, but it's like, who are you consulting for? Do you know who your client? To. Do you know who you're speaking to? Um, and I think a lot of the same thing goes, you know, when you're starting a business, you're a barber, you're good at cutting hair. So you start a business, but you're not good I at running a business. Yeah. yeah, you do need a haircut. Um, same thing with personal trainer strength coaches. They're good at it. They want to do what they're good at. They don't want to do the other stuff, but it's almost like having a website and a social media and all of that now is it's basics. like the same thing as having a resume to be honest 
in fact, you have to keep your resume up to date, right? Yeah. Same thing. I haven't had a resume in 10 years, but yeah. So I think you need to update that (laughs) and a website and And a a social media. I have jordanboxer.com. We'll talk later. Yeah. Um, But no, I think it's good for coaches ears because like no matter what stage you are in your career. So what I've seen are almost two extremes in our space. Um, You have the coaches who are like, okay, I'm going to put all my energy into social media because that's going to be the gateway to success. And then you see people like Dave Lawrence or John McDowell or Ben or um, Ben Prentice who like have had a lot of success without doing that because they put into the hard skills. But then you have almost the other extreme now where it's like, like the Instagram trainer? No, sorry. This one, I mean, there's a, the Instagram trainer who doesn't work on the hard skills, who thinks like, this is going to be the way that I succeed, just posting a video. And then you have the other s- extreme where it's like, oh, I don't want to show anything. Mm. But how do you, like, what advice can you give to almost like, I think this extreme we've hit with other trainers, but I think it's more the right side. Like, like hit somewhere in the middle? Like, no, someone who's like, I don't really want to go on Instagram. I don't want to show what I do. I just want to train my clients. Like, how do you... What's like a little roadmap for them just yeah. to start getting into the space without overwhelming them, I guess, is what I'm asking. So I would say my generation, because we're in a different generation, my generation and this time we get a lot of flack and people don't like social media. They say it's horrible. And like I am very on that coin where I would have preferred to live another time, not now, just like even for music. Like, come on. It's actually crazy because I didn't social media didn't exist till I was like 22. So See, like I age. I yeah. got my first iPhone. <laughs> I'm gonna reveal my age here. I got my first <laughs> iPhone and had Instagram when I was 12. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so, but I, what I was gonna say is, yes, you know, there's a coin where it's negative, like anxiety, depression, mental health, social media comparison. There's awful things, but there's also you have an opportunity to display all your hard work and all of your your message and, your message yeah. what you're good at your results that you're getting with your clients like this free tool just going to emphasize that free where you can put out whatever you want your clients to see and it costs you nothing like if you're doing all this work behind the scenes but you're not showcasing it then really what are you spending all this time and energy and money for honing your craft getting better how are you going to attract those clients and this also I can just add in a little point here that just personally, when you are searching a new restaurant or a new place to go somewhere to cut, get your hair cut, anything, do you search Google first? I do. You search Google first. So a lot of people. But once it Instagram, comes up, right? you go to yeah. website. For well, me, yeah. if I find a, the name of a new restaurant that I want to try out, I immediately search them on Instagram. Like, what does their food look like? How many followers? And that's do they an have? investment for a meal, let alone somebody who you want to put your yeah. health in their hands. Like, especially for you know our people the strength coaches, trainers, dietitians, where do you think that your clients are finding you? Like once they get your name, they're searching you up. And if they see that you haven't posted in three years, like how's that going to look? Or if you have no, you know, nothing to show for the work that you do, like where are they going to find that? So word of mouth, I think is very powerful, but this is just another avenue that you can put that word of mouth out. Like share your testimonials, share your, you know, behind the scenes. And I was going to hit on that, like, you're going to have your fans who want to like at DFS, we get, I don't know, maybe what, five, 10 people tagging us in a story a day now, if not a little bit more. Yeah. Which is crazy. Right. Right. And that guys, again, like where I want to give Victoria credit here, like we've had no paid social media, <laughs> like most companies put a lot of money, but I want you to look at that as an example of what you could do in your businesses. Cause we have 10 or 15 or 20 people want to share our message. Imagine you and your clients, like they want to yeah. show the world that they're training, that they're investing in their health. 
and they want to tag you probably. And if you don't have all that set up, you're missing out on a whole amount of clients that might want to come to you. And one thing I want to add is like health is very trendy right now. It's new. You know, even like 20 years ago, probably when you were in Such high school, statement. it health was not, it yeah, was yeah, not yeah. normal or it wasn't cool to be like, look at my healthy lunch. I'm going to the gym. Now people want to post their salad. They yeah. want to show that they're at a Barry's camp class, even though, yeah. that, you know, that's probably not the right thing to do, but they want to emphasize and show people what they're doing for their health. It's cool now. So you also have this time where you can profit off that. People want to tag you. They want to share that they're training with you all these positive things um like if there's an example of someone and you know i know he's just starting out to do it but i think this is why it's a good example because people get scared to start is um steve uh nickel nickel yeah, yeah. what's his instant wellman uh well so his new i don't know if it's a rebrand or like a co-business yeah. but the wellman the wellman. wellman's lifestyle yeah something like that yeah and I, you know if you guys are listening i just want you to go to that because there's a few things that victoria sort of told us that are crucial because you can make yourself look really good on a small budget like 100%. get a good photo shoot and some action shots like invest you know a couple uh, maybe a thousand dollars not even it. like i would even pull it back and say the phone in your hand or whatever you're using to listen to this the camera on that is better than like an industry like you know right. high quality camera yeah. we would have had 10 years ago so i would argue especially if you're trying to get your message out you know trying to speak to some sort of audio you can get a little mic on amazon for like 25 bucks like the video, the camera quality is so clear. All you need is a mic. You know, Mike days. Mutzel, we had a summit two years ago and or three years ago when we first started uh, with COVID. And he was like, video, yeah, you want to look good. But if you don't sound good, people won't listen. So well, even yeah. us like here, we're using, you know, we're at a studio for sure mics so you can hear our message. But that's it. You just said it, $20 you and get a good mic that will make your video sound really clear. Yeah. Yeah. If you're you know, if some, an album you're playing doesn't sound good, if the audio is trash, you're just going to turn it off. Mm -hmm. If the radio station, if the frequency's off and the radio sounds like shit, you're going to turn it off. Mm -hmm. So I think audio is more key these days than video because I think we all have the capability of high quality video. Like look at what's in our pockets. Yeah. And okay. So let's put ourselves, I think in, um, and I think this can help because like foundationals help everybody. What's the foundation of getting like these are great things we're saying, get your message out there. But let's say you're a coach, you're an amazing strength coach. And I like, I love Preston. I love Preston. Okay. <laughs> but if you went to Preston and said, Preston, get your content out there, he would look at you and be like, what are you talking about? So like, imagine you're a strength coach, you're, you, and you've been around these guys so you can see their day. Like uh, Victoria's, you know, shadow people like Ben Prentice and Preston Green and Dave and sees what it's like in your guys' lives. Um, we got to get you in front of some dietitians though. But yeah. You know, you're you're getting in first client at five in the morning. You're not going home till six. You're exhausted. You just want to eat your dinner, spend time with your family. What do you do as a plan to start p opening up your social media and getting it out there? Well, I would also add that a lot of these uh, higher end strength coaches, a lot of them have interns and assistants and associates. And, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, they're here to learn like the training and the strength stuff. They don't want to be doing that. But that's what comes with the gig these days. Mm -hmm. So I think, A, if you don't want to have like an intern assistant, somebody helping you grab that content or just assign them that responsibility, like, hey, you know what goes down here. You work here every day in and out. Like, you know what we would want on camera. Just do your best to capture that. Um, or B, tripod, 20 bucks on Amazon. Grab a tripod, set it up. But like, how do they find, like, how do they, I guess what I'm asking for is maybe like, can we give them a basic roadmap? So if, they, if like, 
a client came to them and it's like, hey, basics, you're going to do split squats, three by 10, yeah. lying leg curl. Like what's that version for social media? I think the basic version is optimize your search engine. So if your username on Instagram, if you're using this for business, isn't your business name, fix that. Yeah. Make yourself easily searchable. Um, I would say optimize your highlights on your profile. So most people, you know, you can have stories that you post and then your story highlights can live on your Instagram. Optimize those and you can make those three things about what you do, like training, nutrition, philosophy. So if someone doesn't want to scroll through your feed, they don't want to contact you, they can just head there and they can kind of get a Cole's notes of what you do and why they would want to work with you. And I would say um, a lot of people forget that when you post something on Instagram, you know, people haven't been following you forever. So they're not seeing all this great posts that you, great stuff that you put out two years ago about who you are, what you do, A, like get comfortable repurposing content because majority of your followers now haven't seen that content or they haven't seen it for two plus years, they forget. And a lot of people think once you post it once, it's like one and done. So I think a lot of people get burnt out trying to create content or do this because they think they can't do the same thing twice. So I would say step one is probably just go through everything you've already done and just start reposting it. Like don't reinvent the wheel. Okay. And is there like a formula like I should post three times a week, five stories a week? Like What's like a basic protocol, an advanced protocol, and like a pro protocol? So I think it also depends on your goals, right? Like I would say at a bare minimum, your Instagram has to be up. Your name has to be optimized, things like that. So people can find you and at least hit that link in your bio or press, you know, send you a message. So I think at bare bones level, that's what you should be doing. If you're looking to, you know, grow, if you're looking to gain more followers, if you're looking to get more leads coming in, that's where like a more tailored strategy would come into play. But I think base level, everyone needs to be doing that. And, you know, Instagram and all these social media networks, they change the way their algorithm works like every week, every other week. So, you know, one week they'll say you have to post every single day. And the next week it's maybe three or five. Because I just heard a fact. It's like only 13% of your followers see your posts. Yeah. So I would just, you know, try not to get caught up in that. Like do what you can. And just keep and putting the no more than that and no less than that. Do your best. But yeah, I just want to come back to that at a bare minimum. Optimize what people are landing on. Like you have to treat your social media pages as like a landing page for your website. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, pulling from Dave Lawrence and Mecca, like they have a full time videographer to get content like they're a little bit bigger, but the same way. And it's it's almost like I think coaches, especially entrepreneurial coaches, need to think about offsetting this to somebody who can take care of it for them. Um, and then think about it like, okay, well, if this person's going to cost X amount, how many clients do I need to gain for this to be worth it? Well, it's that same concept. Like Dave talks about this all the time. Lawrence, like the EMA, you know, you're a barber, you're good at cutting hair. Does that mean you should open a barber shop? Not necessarily. Like you're a coach, you're great at coaching. There's a lot of people out there that know more about this or they can spend more time invested in this Mm -hmm. to help you grow and get your, you know, what you're so good at out there. So, um, because you spend a lot of time on social, what would be some messages you think that'd be powerful for coaches listening right now to get out there? Um, I would say you probably have a bank of, uh, physical transformations that you've accomplished over your career, uh, collect those, get those out, even if they're old. Again, even if you post them already, start reposting them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would reach out to all of your clients or athletes that you are helping or have helped in the past. I'm sure 
you've done a great job with them and they would be more than happy to get you a testimonial. Mm-hmm. And that can live on your website, on your social media, wherever. So again, just like not this idea of not reinventing the wheel, like go back to what you already have. Don't overthink it. You don't need to go and spend five, 10 hours a week on this. You can just go back to what you already have. Right. And if you look at someone like Ben Patrick, like he just talks about knees over toes over and over and over and over again. And the message hit. Yeah. So sometimes having like a basic message. Um, you, you're sort of a big fan of like health trends. And I, I think it'd be good for people to hear because you said like health is the new cool thing. Mm-hmm. Like what are some, I guess, quote unquote, cool topics that they could incorporate on getting their message out there? Like low toxic living. Like what are some of these things that they might not be thinking about that they are probably experts in? Well, again, another way to make this easy for you, like what are the top three problems that your clients deal with? Or that you're dealing with. Mm. You know, I would say number one, like everyone is dealing with toxicity at some level. We live in a toxic world. I'm sure Mm. you see that in your clients. I'm sure you're telling your clients, change out your toothpaste, change out your deodorant. How easy is that to throw into an Instagram post? Um, You know, I'm sure you're seeing body comp, um, like sleep, anxiety, those problems. Like what are some quick, tangible takeaways you can give people that are following you? RE, sleep, um, circadian rhythm you know, rest and recovery, doing the basics, getting away from your screen, like all of these basic things that you think are the basics, the majority of the population is not doing them and yeah. doesn't think they're basic. And I think that's a really important message is like, get out of your um, echo chamber. Because mm-hmm. like, if I look at the people I hang out with right now, we're um, definitely in that echo we're chamber. in that echo chamber. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I eat mostly a clean diet. Like my version of an unclean diet is like, the lesser than evil popcorn that we had right? last night. Yeah. So like that is like, no, really people would look at me and be like, what do you mean? That's not? like, I, you know, I have yeah. friends I've been making who aren't in the industry recently. And it's funny. Like we went out one night for dinner and we had like uh, pasta, normal people food. Yeah. Normal nar- NARP food. Well, this is what we forget is what <laughs> right, normal no. is. Like, but he was like, what do you mean? That was a healthy meal. You had like good pasta and some of this. And I'm like, no, like it's the cream. But we've been programmed to think in a certain way. Yeah. Um, what's good about us and what we're trying to, who we speak to is we speak to people that think the same way we do. If we're trying to, you know, for us at DFS, it's like aligning with high end strength coaches, high end dietitians, high end trainers. So when we put messaging out about like, you know, our products being really clean, no sucralose, no like heavy metal stuff, no titanium dioxide, all that stuff. We, people understand what we're saying, but when you're a trainer, it's like, you got to bring yourself down almost, or a dietitian, you got to bring yourself down to like live in the shoes of a normal person. It's like, hey, walking 20 minutes a day, not having junk food every meal and training three times a week is a massive step forward. Something I actually saw recently that I was trying to apply to my own Instagram and social content is keep yourself in your own shoes. Like stop trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes, but you three steps back. Mm. What would you have wanted to know or hear or what were you looking for three steps back? And that for me just like blew it all wide open because me like three steps back was in a much different place. Where was I three steps I back? Now. I don't even know where where or what time we um, would call that. But I don't know either. I don't have big legs, so they're small steps. <laughs> um, so coffee break. Yeah, guys. Sorry, <laughs> I'm running through four episodes today, so this is like we're getting dialed in. Um, and like you know, I think what's and I just, I am not sharing, I really want to make sure you guys don't think I'm, this is like a pitch fest of me sharing like the DFS messaging all the time on Instagram, but I want to give you guys a little bit of an insight of how we're building it. So I think you can apply it the same way. So like, if you look at us right now and our page, 
and like Victoria, I'll hand it over to you, but it's like, we really want to get across some basic stuff like high end, highly absorbable supplements, mm -hmm. clean ingredients, stuff for both in performance and overall health, education, supporting the strength coach, the dietitian, the personal trainer. Then it's back to like high end, absorbable ingredients. Like we could do a whole, like, we're, you know, you guys will see it coming, but it's like our proteins are hydrolyzed. They're clean and they're from a good source, high-end, hydrolyzed, absorbable, no horrible fillers, clean, great. Our fish oil, like it's a true triglyceride from a good, like I know it sounds boring, but it's like this is what we're doing. We're trying to be very consistent where it's like the same message over and over again. So how would a strength coach, like I, I know I keep asking the same question, but I, I just want to give people something to walk away with. So they're investing with us. 45 minutes right now on this podcast, but I want it to be super impactful. And like, I think you have a good genius in this area that needs to be shared. So because you know, strength coaches, like what is their version? It's like, like, how would you, if you consult, let's say we have like five minutes right now, you're going to be quick consulting. You tell them already fix. I get the idea of like fix your name and stuff, mm -hmm. but it's like. Okay. So I would say, and this goes into like just optimizing your business and what you're spending your time on as well as social media. What are the three things that you're repeating yourself in every single consult, mm -hmm. every single nutrition meet? Mm -hmm. You know, you're telling every single kid, okay, remove gluten, avoid dairy, uh, get your protein in and, you know, get drink your hydration complex every day. Probably like some basics you're yeah. telling every athlete. If you're repeating yourself every single consult telling these kids this exact same thing, A, like just for, you know, your time is valuable. You should probably get this in some sort of a worksheet or something that you can give them rather than spending 10 minutes explaining it. And then, you know, this can be, I don't know what the word would be, but some sort of barrier where you need to spend some time looking over the sheet in order to then book your consult so, or your time with me. I know I asked for three things, but I want to dig a little deeper into this because yeah. I think a lot of people in the service-based industries are scared to, I don't want to give away my secrets. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give away that I do gluten-free. I don't want to give away I give dairy-free. But what I've seen time and time again in other spaces, and I'm happy you brought this up, is like, yeah, you're having that same conversation, but people are going to still want to work with you. So how do you disarm that fear in somebody where they're like, I don't really want to give away my trade secrets? I will say, this is also something I learned recently, you cannot gatekeep anymore. Gatekeeping is a thing of the past. You can put out on social media exactly what someone will get from working with you. And if they get nothing more from working with you, they will still want to work with you and pay your rate. Yeah, Gary Vee drilled that into my head in one of his books. It was Jab 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 just right jabbing hook. just jabbing no the idea was so i'm a boxing nerd I, I got it but it's like jab 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 right hook okay so i'm giving 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 and now i'm gonna ask so yeah. it's this idea of like yeah jab 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 right hook there you go but most people do a left hook. oh that's actually what the book is called yeah i okay. feel like jab 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 le like something else left okay. hook would be better because it's like sneaky but um <laughs> No, but it's it's this idea. It's like, it's okay to, it's like, here's what I'm going to do with you. Here's what I'm going to do well, with you. Well, you have to think there's so many people putting out so much on social media now, like showcasing their expertise. Why would they choose you over someone else mm -hmm. when it looks like the person who's posting more knows more? Right. Right. So I'm not saying you need to, you know, get it caught in this social media trap, but you have these three or five things that I don't you're know if you guys hear all the like for okay there's but, background music on the street here guys it's like broom cars the motorcycle safe, it's the first nice day in ottawa so it's like second which nice is day. weird yeah um but 
you know, you have all this information that you think is basic, that you think people know that they don't, that you can easily put out. Mm. Um, and just coming back, there is no gatekeeping anymore. Like gatekeeping is not going to get you anymore. Yeah. And, um, you know, like guys, and again, yes, I'm posturing here a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you if I'm being fully authentic. Do another power pack pitch? No, but it's like, we give you master classes once a month. We're coming out with this podcast where we like to post about what's in our supplements. We get, we're in a super highly competitive market. Supplements are one of the most competitive markets. The old school would be like, keep all that stuff for our clients, but we want to show you exactly who we are. And at the end of it, we're like, you know what? I really like what these guys are putting out. I trust that they probably have a good supplement for me and my clients. I want to order it. And it's the same thing for your training. It's like, what is your version of a masterclass? What is your version of um, this podcast? Maybe you guys come out with a podcast and you're speaking to your clientele, but. I even think it's just as simple as posting your before and afters yeah, and making that mandatory yeah. for all of your clients that you train with. And this isn't to say that it's only about the physical and like body comp changes because it's really not. But, mm-hmm. you know, having that photo that you can then speak to all the mental benefits, emotional changes, you know, everything that's changing in their life. You have that photo to grab their attention and then talk about all the other benefits that weren't body comp. And sometimes people won't see it the first time, but they'll see it the second or they'll see it the third. Or sometimes they need to see it three times before they trust you. And yeah. that's why. Um, and one thing that you we've sort of worked on really hard as a team is we don't want to get so stuck on the results like let's say this podcast gets listened to by seven people it's like well i hope that we're giving seven people one or two tangible takeaways that they can implement right and that's what you've really helped me with so um yeah and yeah so let's go to the other two things that we covered one so one was like what was i know we add there but it was an important thing to go down um but yeah, so sort of building no gatekeeping. It, no gatekeeping. So, I honestly think that covers it. Um, but I'm going to give you three. Okay. Number one, no gatekeeping. Number two, you need to reuse. You need to recycle your content. So how much, like, for an efficiency standpoint, mm-hmm. like if you came, if you had like 30 good posts, how long could that last you? Like a year. Like hear that. So guys, you need less than a post a week because you can recycle and you can. Well, you also need to think about how everything can be made into a different format now. Like you have stories, you have reels, you have carousels, you have one singular infeed, you have all these other platforms. Like that's just Instagram alone. And then there's we have TikTok. YouTube Shorts, there's TikTok, there's Pinterest, there's Twitter, there's LinkedIn, there's, you know, list goes yeah. on and on and on. All of this can be like, let's make an example. Jordan's hair care routine. That's the Guys, example. Guys, his hair is actually God-given. There's so example, no Jordan's hair care routine. He can make this a video of him doing it in the bathroom. That can be <laughs> a reel. That can be a YouTube short. Yeah, that can yeah. be a TikTok. That yeah. can be a series on your story. You can then type it out and put it on a nice-looking graphic in Canva for free that will take you five minutes. That can be an so Instagram what is Canva? So people, I know what Canva is, but a lot of people don't know. Okay, so Canva, I honestly don't use it to be... Okay, totally so anyway, honest. sorry, not to derail it, but it's just a tool. Like, it's there's just a lot like of a free, free tools. design yeah. software that gives you templates where you can put your hair care routine into a nice looking template as if a gra- graphic designer made it. But so you can do the it. same thing for like, here's your at home bed routine. This is like anything. Um, so just getting over this idea of, you know, people come up with an idea for content and they see the whole visual. And I get stuck on this too, because when I come up with ideas, I'm a very visual person. I see it how I first thought of it. But you need to write that down and then think, How many times can we use this and how can we break this up? Like how many different pieces of content can this one idea be? And it's a lot. It's overwhelming actually. 
And but I think it's good to hear that because it's like, oh, and the other thing that like you, you don't sort need of, to have an original idea every single time you post. Right. And I think a lot of people get stuck. And on that, that takes away a lot of I I had a very old video called live video nervousness. <laughs> well, no, because like there was all these doc naturopaths in Toronto when I was working where they're scared to get on live video. Like, what am I going to say? Like, again, it's the same thing you said, like the most basic message can be profound for someone now and you can re-say that message over and over. And the other thing you taught us was like, we're really only on Instagram right now. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that we're not on TikTok and it's okay we don't have YouTube shorts and it's okay we're not on LinkedIn. But now that we have all this content on Instagram, to turn on any one of those- It's easy. It's easy. And also it's about where is your target market living? Mm -hmm. Like I think, you know, Ryan, all of his clients, like it's great that he's on LinkedIn because all of his guys are on LinkedIn. That's how they communicate. I don't honestly like I think we could find a lot on TikTok. TikTok's getting shut down. That's a whole other thing, but potentially, potentially. Um, but I honestly don't think that our target market is spending time on TikTok because that's like a you know scrolling. Mm -hmm. So where is your target hole. market? Yeah. So it's like if you're a high end strength coach, like I think they have like Sachin? five minutes to check Instagram. I don't think they're sitting down to scroll TikTok for thirty minutes. Right. And guys, sorry I keep bringing up Sachin, but he's one of the best I know at marketing in this space. Like his clients are Facebook users, mm. and we forget about Facebook. But it's like, hey, I'm going after like naturopaths, chiros who I want to teach optimize their clinic. They're on Facebook. Yeah. So if you're a strength coach who's focusing on like hey, I really want to target college athletes. Maybe you do go more TikTok. Maybe you do go more Instagram. If you're a, a strength coach, like, you know what? I really want to help out people in their like 50s or 60s. Maybe you're on Facebook. Maybe you do like some other avenue. But yeah, sorry, I, I'm, I'm, you're, you're amping me up. All right. Um, so to change gears a little bit, because uh, I actually think this is important too. Like I know you have your social media consulting and you're passionate about that. But one of your personal passions is this idea of like, um, after birth control. So, mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of, uh, strength coaches, dietitians who are probably working with people who are currently on birth control or trying to get off of it. Um, and I know you have like personal experience you pull from, you coach people on it. Like, I know it seems like a weird transition guys, but something that we keep hearing more and more from you, like how do we help somebody come off of this, especially like your youth athletes who might be on it? Yeah, I think, um, Number one, it's an education thing. Yeah. Like I was never taught in school how the female menstrual cycle works, which to me is just, you know, boggles my mind that something so essential to our lives and our health and the way we live that we aren't taught. Like it's kind of hard to find even still. Um, so I would say, you know, aside from the birth control conversation, step one is learning how your menstrual cycle works because you know, once you understand that, that's when you can really take a step back and ask yourself if you still want to be on birth control, if it's necessary for you, if you should be taking it, and all those sorts of things. So I think Jill uncovered this a bit in her episode, but like coaches and dietitians are in a very interesting spot, especially with like youth or like early 20s athletes. Um, so like you going back into your athletic career, like did your coaches ever even try to bridge this conversation? No. and. Honest, I mean, I think it's different in gymnastics. It was kind of just like everyone had a pad in their locker in case it happened. When did you get out of gymnastics? When I was 15. So like not that long ago. <laughs> no, like I mean that honestly. Like this yeah. isn't like. So not that long if ago. you could go back to that period in your life, because I think coaches hearing it from your perspective might be empowering is like, what would you wish your coach or dietitian or who you were working with? How would you have liked to have been supported during this period? Because um, 
you know, I know the birth control thing's different, but it's like, you're an athlete. This is part of it. I feel like female athletics just gets swept under the rug a lot and something we should talk about more. Yeah. Well, I even feel like in gymnastics specifically, it gets even more swept because it's more common for it to be delayed because you're training so much, your output is so high, your calories are lower. So it's a lot more common for, you know, female athletes in sports like that to get their period later. Um, But I think the conversation of, you know, this is going to happen. It's not going to affect your performance. Um, Because I think that's a big thing too, is like just assuming that you can't train or you can't compete at the same level or have the same output Mm -hmm. um, on your period or, you know, with your menstrual cycle. And like, and I know it's weird for the, like the after birth control idea, like getting off, but like, how do coaches navigate that conversation? Like if, if like, how do you have an open, and I think it's difficult, but it's like, if we're professionals invested in the health and fitness of our athletes, like how do you get the athlete comfortable talking to you about this? And then it's like, let's say you have an athlete who was on birth control and this is where I think you really specialize. It's like they were on birth control. Now they're coming off it. And this is how we're going to support them. Cause what for our coaches who don't know, like what are some things that happen to a female, uh, whether it's a regular client or, or an athlete once they stop birth control? Well, I think also it's key to know or just have it be common knowledge. Cause I didn't know this when I was on birth control, I was on the pill, hormonal birth control, um, for five plus years that when you are on the pill, or birth control, whatever the form is, you are not having a period. Like this is not a menstrual cycle. Like even if you're bleeding, it's not a period. So knowing that, you know, I think a lot of young people, young women on birth control, they think that that is their period. They don't know that they're actually not having the same cycle and hormonal fluctuations throughout the month that they would normally have. But if you, I'm sure you could even like pull this up on a graph, but you could see you know, your fluctuations of your hormones through the month falling and rising, all of them at different times versus when you're natural on, not on when yeah. you're, yeah, versus when you're on birth control, it's like everything's flatlined and or it, you know, does one so, rise and they all stay the same and you don't have that, you know, like orchestra of rising and falling throughout and the I month. And I think we'll probably need a whole episode on this because it's something that's happening more and more, but like, what does the athlete actually go through? So it's like you're training somebody. But like, is performance staying the same? Is mm-hmm. um, is their health the same? Is their mood the same? Like, let's say a female athlete, like you're a dietitian right now and you're the head dietitian or strength coach for like the female basketball team at whatever school. And mm-hmm. two of your athletes decide they don't want to be on birth control. What are they going to experience? And like, what can we do from our end to support them through that transition? So they stay at the highest level in athletics. And um, Yeah. Well, I think coming off the pill, especially there's a level of, you know, like replenish is the word that I like when it comes to this is like any a, a pharmaceutical like birth control, it's going to deplete your nutrients and like your absorption of those nutrients. So getting like zinc, B vitamins, things like that up. Um, so the replenishing power pack, not those, as a pitch, but the power pack, honestly. Just like, yeah, yeah, replenishing your nutrients coming off birth control. But there's also a big education aspect here of learning to tune into your own body, like learning and tracking for yourself what changes throughout the month and when. And once you start to learn these shifts and what the trends are for your body is how you can learn to optimize your performance based on what's happening. How can the coach be in that transition with them? I think that's where, because it's already an uncomfortable subject. Like we saw when Jill spoke to all this drink, including Ben (laughs) Prentice, like everyone was taking notes. They had no idea. But like, imagine like a lot of our audience, you're a coach and you have this athlete doing it. Like how can they support them and track the performance and make because like you went through it so 
would your athletic performance, if you were in it, in your athletic career change going off it? Would you see a little difference or? I'm not sure if you would. I mean, definitely like birth control makes your hormones mimic that of a man. And like men run on a 24 hour hormone clock. We run on a 28 to 30 some odd day cycle. So those hormone shifts mean that you are not going to have the same consistency. consistency that you were having on birth control. So, and I know, I think this is kind of like a superpower for women personally, but you can do more and get more done by like leaning into your cycle and moving with it rather than working against it. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're trying to push yourself, you know, or not listen to your body and ignore these sing signals at those certain times of the month that you're going to cause, you know, more harm in the long run. Whereas if you just listened and like gave yourself that high output time when you felt like doing it, you could achieve more in like that two week span than you would in the whole month of, you know, trying to push yourself past it. So again, because I think it's good for coaches to hear that I'm a coach. You're a coach. What questions should I be asking? Mm -hmm. How can I be supporting? Like what would you have found is like a good yeah. support? Because what, what are coaches doing? Whether we're, whatever we're coaching them in nutrition, physical mm -hmm. training, we're here to help guide and support you. So like, how can we guide and support someone through that? I would say number one is get them on some sort of an app like Flow or Natural Cycles to okay. track their cycle. Even if it's not an app, just writing it down in a note, like a diary on their But these phone. are free apps, aren't they? These are free yeah. apps. Um, you know, how are you feeling that day? How's your energy level? You can see all these other pieces that you can track as well. Um, temperature, discharge, things like that to be able to know where you are in your cycle at different times because especially coming off birth control, most of the time you're not going to get your period 28 days later and mm -hmm. then like that you're back on, right? Especially if you've been on the pill for five, six plus years, your body needs some time to get back online and get back into that rhythm. So I would say number one is tracking and then tracking with them and, you know, maybe not asking for these updates, but I would hope that there's some sort of like trust or confidence level there that as they're tracking, if they see a shift or they want to bring it up, they feel comfortable, they can bring that to you and be like, hey, I've been tracking for the last two months and this is what's going on. Um, so or I would can, say step can one. Can the coach ask like, hey, we're going to go on this together while you're tracking. Like, let me know how you're feeling. Yeah. I mean, I think I listened to Jill's episode early and I just like took 20 different sound bites. Um, but Jill mentioned this, like, especially for youth athletes, like, you know, under fueling is a major thing. So for a youth female athlete, if your period's offline, I think Jill said like for three months at a time, that's when the coach needs to say, Hey, if this happens, you have to tell someone. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be me, doesn't have to be dad, doesn't have to be mom, but it has to be someone. Like someone has to know. Um, because that's when you would want to bring up the conversation of under fueling. But I would say, you know, the tracking conversation could go hand in hand with that. If you tell tell them that you're now tracking, okay, if three months have gone by, that's something to raise. Okay. So I think um, we lost our timer, but are we? Oh, we're getting kicked out, guys. But, we're getting um, kicked out of the studio. No, I think this was a really good topic. And, I, and guys, I'm very aware of the uh, curveball that we did. But um, I think Victoria is a very good wealth of knowledge when it comes to these two things and other things. But uh, where can people find you if they have any questions on either social media stuff or this birth control stuff we just went into? Health stuff. Um, so I'm on Instagram at victoriataylor.inc, I-N-C. And Taylor's T-A-Y-L-O-R. T-A-Y-L-O-R. You can really just find me there. Okay, perfect. Send me a message. Yep. And uh, I'm your host again, Jordan Boxer. If you want to find me, it's born underscore uh, underscore boxer. And no, we're not wrapped up yet because I always like to get three things. I was going to say, I think yep. we need to optimize your Instagram handle because it's hard to say on the podcast. 
that was gonna be my tattoo when i used to box <laughs> not good i know we'll switch it maybe okay, i'll just switch three, it to the Jordan boxer. three tangible things yeah so i think the first thing is um and tell me if i'm wrong but it's like just get out there optimize your instagram page get a good handle like you just mentioned to me uh repurpose content get like 30 good posts that can last you the whole year so that's like one mm-hmm. two would be like speak to your speak to your audience sorry guys might get jumped speak to your audience um the way you were three steps back yep and then there's no such thing as gatekeepers no such thing as gatekeeping. and then the fourth thing is we'll get into the birth control stuff that's a whole nother thing to unpack but yeah i um, think um number four can just be coaches males females everyone learn the menstrual cycle yeah like look up the charts look up the different phases familiarize yourself get comfortable talking about it perfect Well, that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you again for joining us in Leaders in Sport. I'm your host, Jordan Boxer, and we just want to thank you from everyone at Designs for Sport for giving us your time and attention. We hope to continue to bring you episodes that will help pique your interest and help you elevate your career so we can elevate the industry. Thank you.